What up, me Robbie? Hey, man, this Hoppy. Uh, first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to Sidewalks for keeping me off the street. I'd like to give a shout-out to Elevators for getting me up when I'm down. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Nature for not giving wings to snakes. Uh, way back in the day, I was with this chick. I'm not even going to give her a name because she's so filthy. Her name don't need to be named. But uh, she sure was sexy. And I was with her, and I thought I was going to marry this girl. And uh, we were, I, it, it, in my perception, was we were having a, a perfect relationship damn near. And uh, I had never been out of the country, and I wanted to marry this girl. And my dream was Jamaica. And so I worked just, uh, a second job, a hard job, and saved every penny from that job to pay for a ring, uh, a trip to Jamaica, and I was going to go down there and propose to this girl. So uh paid it all off. I didn't tell her I was going to propose, but I told her, you know, let's go take a trip to Jamaica. We've been together, you know, whoop de whoop we're hitting the next stage. Let's just take a, a good, fat trip together. And, I, you know, I, I did this on the side. And so she was all excited. Everything's going great. I'm, like, thinking I'm going to get married and have some kids and all that. And uh the night before we're going to Jamaica, she sits me down, has a good long talk with me, tells me that she fell in love with somebody else and she can't go on the trip because it just ain't right. And, you know, she's been looking for a good time to, to leave me and all that, and she's been having this thing on the side a while. B-Rob, tell me why she left me for a bull dyke that looked like Mystical, though. Hey, no offense, Mystical, I've met you. Uh, I love you. You know I think your rapping's the shit. You've made the two best weed songs out of anybody in hip-hop, but, uh, this bulldike looked dead up like mystical from no limit. Uh, I was devastated. I wasn't going to go. I mean, I'm I'm crying myself hysterical. And my homies, you know, they all called me and was like, bro, you can't just not go. It's paid for. Like, take your fucking ass down there. And I'm like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. Well, my homies show up at like 3 in the morning literally kidnapped me in my, my luggage and uh, drops my ass off at the airport and was like, go on your fucking trip. You'll thank us later. Go to fucking Jamaica. So the airport's open 24 hours, but, you know, ain't nothing really going on there. And uh, But there's flights coming in early, starting, I guess they guess started coming in at 4 something. I was flying out at like 5.36 early. But, you know, I'm there from 3 to 5.30. There's a couple flights coming in from who knows where, but I'm sitting over, I'm talking snot just running like a faucet. Okay, okay, I took another shot, so snot running like a faucet. So I get on the plane, I get down there, I finally, you know, dry up and all that, but just for a little bit. Well, as soon as I get on on the bus to the, the resort, the guy's like, you know, you need some smoke? I'm like, well, fuck yeah. Bro, I get an ounce of, like, some badass kush for $40. So I get to the hotel. I brought a whole bunch of blunts with me. We, You know, I'm still on the Phillies at that point. But, uh, I didn't, I'm on a couple's resort, homie, man. I mean, how do you think that makes me feel? I just got dumped. Everybody's in love having a goddamn time in Jamaica. I'm fucking, fucking depressed. So I just get drunk from 7 in the morning till midnight. Every day I'm there, drunk. Drunk, smoking, drunk, smoking, drunk, smoking, drunk. 
One day I took a kayak out so far, I almost went out to sea, and the people looked like ants. And I ended up going back. It wasn't a suicide thing or nothing like that. I just was in haze and didn't realize how far I was. But anyways, here's the good part. I'm sitting at the bar, crying my eyes. Oh, before this, the day before, uh, I was getting ready to go hiking in the mountains. And I made buddies with the Rosses down on, next door to the resort because I don't want to talk to all these happy couples. So anyways, uh, I was going to go hiking in the mountains. And the dude was like, don't go in the mountain, man. You get caught in them wind fields and they come on them, them got you. So I realized, like, if I get caught in the weed fields, I'm going to get fucked up. So, like, don't go in the mountains because you never know when you're going to be on somebody's property. So I stayed on the resort. Well, I'm crying at the bar. I mean, crying at the bar. And this dude come up and was like, bruh, I've seen you here like three days. What the fuck your story? Turned out to be Brandon Iron, the porn star. I told him my whole story. And he's like, fuck that bitch. We're going to get you in some movies when we go back to the States. And uh, I got to do two porn scenes. It pissed that bitch off. Made me happy. You know, I didn't get to be no Dirk Diggler or Ron Jeremy, but I got my two in. I got my two scenes in. And Brandon Iron, my dude, look him up. He's still doing, he got fucked over by Platinum X. Stole like 50 grand from him back in who he used to be with when I fucked with him. But now he's doing his own thing, doing some blowjob videos and all that. Check him out. Brandon I love you people. Hoppy out. Peace be around. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with... What's up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I am the host of the Random Rams with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week and listening to my podcast. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you for giving my show a try and shit like that. Um, intro is different as all the others before it because this time I have somebody sitting here next to me while I do it, and it always sounds stupid because I always fuck up with somebody looking at me but my in-house guest this week is the oldest of the three Robinson kids and it is Princess B-Rob and she's here for the purpose of we just came back from seeing uh, Wonder Woman which I thought was a kick-ass movie and we're going to talk a little bit about it Uh, we'll contain a few spoilers if you hadn't seen it already, so that's what it is. So don't be surprised when you say shit about the movie that you don't know because you ain't seen it because it's a spoiler, like I just said, like three times already. <laughs> anyway, oldest child, what did you think overall about the Wonder Woman movie? Mm-hmm. Well, before, before, let's back it up. Let's bring it back a little bit. Before you seen the Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie, was it a movie that you thought that you would want to see? Yes, because who doesn't like Wonder Woman? Did you even know who Wonder Woman was until they started showing? <laughs> of course I did. And how you know about Wonder Woman? I have a brother who likes superheroes. I have a dad who likes superheroes. So, do you know about Wonder Woman because mostly because of your brother? Because he liked girls that wear little bitty clothes yeah he showed me a lot of videos of wonder woman and okay. super woman okay so 
knowing a little bit that you did know about Wonder Woman before seeing the movie, what did you think the movie was going to be like? I just thought the movie was going to be like her just fighting villains like other superhero movies, but it was totally different. Okay, so now that you've seen the movie, um, was it really was it different from what you thought it was going to be going in? A little bit. It had more detail than what I thought it would have. I thought she was just going to be fighting a villain, but she didn't just fight a villain. So what did you learn about Wonder Woman um, from watching the movie it's rather than getting the second hand from me and your brother? I found out that she was a god. Okay. Spoiler, if you didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, what did you like about the movie? I Not like, like certain scenes, but like, what did you like about the whole movie? All the fighting. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> but did you like the story that it told? Like, what, yeah. what, what, did it have a message in it for you? What did you think about that? Well, the message for me, because I like to judge people, was to not judge people by what they look like or where they come from. Okay, because there was a couple scenes in there to where it dealt with um, different characters within the movie, um, talking about what they really wanted to be, vice what they are uh, in the movie and stuff like that. So you get a couple of those things to where, you know, one of the characters wanted to be an actor. He didn't want to be a soldier. He didn't want to fight in war. He wanted to be an actor, but he couldn't be a big star like he envisioned he would be because of his race. He was a, what, Indian guy or Hindu or something like that? I think he was expanding. Of Mexican. I don't know. He was brown like me, <laughs> but he didn't have the. Um, well, I don't have no hair, but he didn't have my texture hair when I had hair. <laughs> and um, what was some of your favorite scenes from it? Ooh, I like when she tried the ice cream for the first time. <laughs> and she told the guy, "You should be thankful." Well, no, she said, "You should be proud of this." Oh yeah, you should be proud of this, and then. I like when she fought off the evil lord the second time. Yeah, because uh, we ain't going to get too deep into it. <laughs> the um, person that she was looking for wasn't the person that she was really looking for. And she found a person later on. <laughs> so take that how you want it. Spoiler. Yeah. So uh, all in all, if you could grade this movie. I mean, there's only one really true grade it's it's either good or bad but in this instance we're going to go on a scale of one to ten so what would you give it on a one to ten it was a ten okay what about a one to five a five um what about um five red pickles or uh three blue pickles five red pickles Okay, all right. Yeah, it's five red pickles, everybody. <laughs> all right. Um, this week, I have a guest on the show. She is a rap artist, and she goes by the name of Venus Versace. So when I say Venus Versace, what do you think about? Or how does that make you feel? Is she rapping about Versace? No. Not so much. <laughs> That name's very unique, but I would think she'd be rapping about something for such. No. Well, she did, much like the Wonder Woman 
uh, movie and some of the characters in the movie, she didn't uh, particularly start off in life wanting to be a rapper. You know, she um, was going to college to be a design engineer or something to that effect. I don't really remember what we talked about because that was a long time ago. But, you know, she was in college um, doing some kind of design engineering program and she got in a car accident. A real bad one from what she describes in um, our interview. And um, when she said she survived and she recovered, the only thing she wanted to do was make music. So an incident that she survived inspired her to make music. Yeah. That's uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, from what she was saying, it's just like in that moment, she realized how short life was and um, that she shouldn't just like limit herself to doing one thing. She should try to do multiple things because not only does she um, make music, she designs her own clothes and um, a whole bunch of different other things that we talked about. Hey, I want some Versace clothes. Was she ain't gonna? That's copyright infringement. (laughs) She can't make no clothes that go by the name of Versace unless you spell it different. I don't know, but it sounds the same, but looks different. So I don't think she's gonna be making Versace clothes unless she get a job with Versace. Then she can design some Versace clothes and she can do it that way. But it wouldn't be hers. Well, I want some of hers clothes. <laughs> I ain't got my phone right here, but she has her own clothing line. She got a name for it already. It start with an F or something like that. I'm sorry, Venus, if you're listening to this, because um, I didn't go back and listen to <laughs> what we recorded. I try to remember shit, but my memory ain't so good. That's why I record things to listen to later to remind me that I said those things that I don't remember later. Hey, I just noticed they have a song called Venus. It's a pretty good song. Made by who? Yeah, it's a good song. I learned it from Just Dance on the Week. Well, there you go. Venus and Versace is all over the place already. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we're going to roll into that interview on this week's edition of the Random Rambling with Rob podcast featuring Venus Versace. Yo, what's up, bro? A whole bunch of nothing. What was that? I said a whole bunch of nothing. Oh, you said a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. You funny. Um, uh, how how well can you hear me? All right, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you just fine. Hold up. I just got to ask, where is the blunt in the pipe? Where is it? I don't know. I ain't even there. Where, no, 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 no. I'm asking my aunt. Hold on. Where, <laughs> where is it? The pipe. Okay. All right. I just got to hit it because I didn't have time to go get the push out. <laughs> All right. I'm good. I just walked through the door. Just got home. Yeah. What you doing? Have you even had dinner yet? Yeah, I was oh. thinking this is about that time. Oh, I ate already. I went across the street <laughs> and had me some barbecue. Hey. hey, I was about to do that, too. That was about to be one of the days where I could just get something quick. But um, my aunt is amazing. She's feeding me right now. Or soon. She'll probably feed me in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I am from Louisiana originally, but I'm in uh, Texas right now. Oh, cool. I got family in Texas. What part? Yeah, what part? Dallas, right? I'm just going to live in Dallas. Dallas. Mm-hmm. Where it's hot as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all kinds of hot down this way. <laughs> she says it's 80 right now, but I've been there when it's like over 100. So I know you guys be dealing with that hot weather. Shit, it, it don't matter if it's 80. Shit, it's still hot. <laughs> Hey, I'm from Sacramento, so I ain't from the Bay. <laughs> yeah, shit, because damn, I've been down the San, or down, I've been over to San Diego and shit, and it was like 77 degrees, and I'm like. Uh, San Diego doesn't get as hot as Sacramento. Yeah, well. I think Sacramento's pretty terrible to Texas. Yeah. It's like really blazing hot. <laughs> yeah, it's deceiving, deceivingly hot. I mean, you get the cool breeze and all that shit, but I went out there, I was like, man, this is great. And then I come in at the end of the day in my head peeling because I don't got sunburn and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, lucky you. At least you can go out in the sun. Me, I'm taking this medication right now that literally I never sunburn, but now, like, if I go out, I'm, I it'll, like, make me sick, you know? Like, it, I'll feel sick, literally. Like, I'll feel sick. I'll... Like, it, I get a rash, and it's all to make my skin, like, really healthy. Because I, I struggle with acne. You know, what What young, you know, active woman doesn't suffer with acne, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this shit is serious. It's like, you can't go out in the sun and shit. And I'm, I love the sun. <laughs> Goddamn vampire. <laughs> yeah, I got to be a vampire all over again. Fuck, like, I thought I was a vampire in college. And I'm supposed to be hella dark, you know, because I'm Mexican. So I'm supposed to be hella dark. But now people, you know, people are like, oh, you, I don't know, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but now I was literally about to embrace it because it's summer. I was so happy to go out in the sun and like, you know, do all that shit. But I just started taking the medication like last week. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Ace. I was even testing it too. I was going outside in like little spaghetti straps and uh-uh. I was itching like a motherfucker, like a rash was about to start. I was feeling sick. I was like, damn, it's true. <laughs> 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 I was like, it must be true. But yeah. Well, damn. Um, yeah, let's talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said, uh, well, you, you um from Sacramento, correct? Or that's just where you are? Yeah, I'm from Sacramento, born and raised. I mean, what was that like? Because, I mean... Uh, I'm from Mexico, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he told me a story. Um, so my first language was, was Spanish, so he told me things. <laughs> <laughs> he told me this story where he jumped on this boxcar from Mexico because it was, you know, during World War One. I I don't remember. But it was, like, the war, and <laughs> it was the war, bro. Like, everybody was, like, jumping ship, apparently, in Mexico. And he and his buddies decided to hop on this boxcar and come out to Cali. And they were like, oh, you know, they're going to kill us. And he's like, no, nah, whatever they do with us, they're going to feed us. You know, so he was just hoping to live that one extra day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I'm in Cali. 
how are you? How are you in Texas? Like, where's your family from? I want to know about you. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm originally from Louisiana. Um, Lake Charles is probably about two hours from uh, Houston, Texas, is where I currently live. But um, shit, I. I lived in Louisiana all the way up until I was 18, and I joined the military, and I've been doing that for the past 16 years. I just uh, got out uh, about probably about six or seven months back. And wow, wow. Awesome. Thank you for your service. That's awesome. God damn it. Congratulations. That's like a huge honor yeah. um, just to have. That's yeah. That's awesome. I, I appreciate it, but it's, it's still awkward as hell when people say that to me, man, because I don't... <laughs> Hey, embrace it. <laughs> yeah, because like um, what I was saying earlier, I went across the street to the little barbecue joint. And, um, you know, um, I had my little uh, Marine Corps hat on or whatever. And um, I was in line putting my food on my plate, getting ready to go sit down. And uh dude was like, uh, simplify, Marine. I was like, what the hell? And I keep forgetting I got this motherfucking hat on my head. And I'm like, how do you know who I am? And then I was like, oh, shit, the hat, <laughs> you know? And it's just awkward as fuck because, I mean, I know I'm out, but, uh, you know, it's just weird still getting that, um, you know, people, you know, saying thank you and for whatever you, I was like, hey, man, I volunteered to do it. I don't see what I need all the thanks and praise for, but, you know, I, it's still appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Cool. I feel like I just got out of something, but it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as probably you know military or being in the institution and you know what i'm saying like or being in jail but it, to me i was in college for like six years that's where i was in so that's that's where i just kind of came from and decided to do my career you know i i uh branched out on my own and i went to college to better my future and i'm the first you know the first of the first you know yeah. my generation of my kind of grandchildren, my mom, like the oldest, so, you know, just kind of stuck with the norms, but very quickly, you know, I'm on my own mind, so it was just a fun test for me, and I think it, you know, definitely brought me to this industry, okay. um, better, harder, swinging hard, you know, um, I was a volleyball player, so I was very, like, competitive, too, but, yeah, I'm just like, Branching out on my own and doing my album and all my projects that follow, but it's all a whole new concept because I was not brought up in the music industry, you know, oh, yeah, well, at all. Well, let's let's kind of talk about that or whatever. I mean, you the first yeah. of your generation to go to college and everything. What you go to college for? I studied um, design engineering. It's product development and industrial design. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's industrial design technology, concentration, and product development. So what that is, is industrial design engineering. That's how I just abbreviate it. Yeah. And what I do is I ideate, um, that's what it is, I ideate and I produce. So if you have a, a problem, I can fix it. You know, if you want to create something, um, a design, I can build it. Um, I can implement it, you know, the parts, the pieces, the design, I can custom, you know, whatever, whatever, yeah. absolutely, in a functional product and with technology, that's what makes it industrial. So I've worked with electrical, I've worked with, you know, Arduino systems that you can actually build with and 
operate, you know, and solve a problem. Okay. So I've dealt with, you know, various problems like the water drought and addressing like a water meter and where, you know, areas of the home and the usage. And then I've also dealt with areas like um, efficiency and sustainability in materials. And that all pertains to a spatula. So make the best spatula and make it the best all around, you know, functionality, material, ergonomics, like, you know, so I've done that. Like all these things are like what made me who I am and, you know, made me believe um, that I really can make a difference. Like this is what I want to do, even though it may be a spatula or, you know, I'm going to make the best spatula. Even though it's like a water meter, it's like the coolest water meter, you know, so that's just who I am and that's what I like to do and for some reason I just love technology and I love um, but I don't like what the world is doing with it you know yeah, I understand so that. that's that's where the artist side of me is born that's where the rapper the female hero victim you know fighting crime or whatever you want to call it you yeah. know uh, that's where that originates and you know, I've just always been brought up to be independent and not be a follower, to be a leader. So it was always like, you know, innate to me to just go off and start my own stuff, do my own thing, want to yeah. do, you know, what I do. Yeah. Now, uh, now you, I mean, you gave me a whole mouthful about it, you know, your whole college career and what you went to college for and everything. I mean, yeah. but like, what got you? It was to almost it? a life to me. Like, it, in my life, you know, it could be written in chapters and one day I want to write a book. Um, but essentially what happened was is there was an actual physical moment that split both worlds or both chapters or, you know, I had one book and then it ended. And that was college. And what happened, of, like literally what it was that happened was I almost died in a car accident. Oh, and shit. the car slipped off of the freeway at 70 miles an hour and spun and spun and spun. And I survived. And, and I literally, like, you know, I have things that I develop or change, you know, about myself that I can't control, you know, that's just because of the accident, but I'm stronger than ever, you know, I'm a better person, like, it's just things that we have to go through. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's my aunt. And, um, so yeah, it's just things we have to go through. Like, not to say I was, a, I was never a bad person, you know, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to work for a company. I wanted to work for Tesla. I wanted to work, you know, I wanted to work for someone else instead of being Tesla, but, you know, being a new, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I had to you. meet, a, and you know my team. I think you definitely met my team. I got to give them a shout out. And I was dying, you know, and I'm dynamite. So um, it was a very close connected team with him. And that kind of just showed me, you know, I've been around artists in the, in the studio, and I always knew, like, hey, let me touch that. Hey, give me that mic. Like, I want to be on that. Hey, you know, like, that's just my, that's my attitude. Like, oh, like, you're writing, let me write too, you know, whatever. Yeah. So being, being with actual artists who have actually established, you know, their, their route and their life pattern and their goals be around music. And for me to have crossed those paths, it happened, you know, after that car accident. Okay. And, um just everything changed. It was almost like God was like, you're here, I'm going to protect you, Venus. You're going to survive. And then you're also going to reroute your path and you're going to be put on the path I want you on. You know what I'm saying? Like that you're supposed to be on. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's and it wasn't easy. I'm not saying it like it was easy, bro. Like that was what I had to understand through the trials and tribulations I was going through. That hey, God, it's God's choice. You know, it's God's choosing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta fucking deal with it. So um, yeah, I'm just blessed to have a really like religious family and. You know, you can't really choose your family. Not all blood makes you family either. But in any instance, like, I've just grown from all, you know, instances. And I'm just blessed to have chosen this path on my own. You know, it's one thing for God to, like, show you, but it's another thing for you to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the opportunity or whatever. Now, with um, the music and everything, I know um, it wasn't always in the... I know that my aunt, my aunt's all listening to me. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, God puts you on the path. I know that. I know that. I gotta go in another room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So basically, yeah, God you. puts you on that path, but you also have to know, hey, it's it's not like you're the only one. God's there helping you. So yeah, like um, how you said yeah, with the music. I know it wasn't always the the main plan and everything and i mean you didn't really think about it at first but like before the accident and everything um how how did music influence your life dude honestly it's changed my life like i always knew it from the get-go ever since you ever since i heard music ever since i was a little girl you know my dad would always be really in tune with like the best DJs or the best because he's Mexican, you know, so he's just he just got down like that. You know, it's just a little old school topics about daddy. But <laughs> I just always knew music and I'm Latina and Mexican. So like just seeing live performances is always a huge thing also and um but yeah, being involved in the music industry now, like if someone were to ever ask me, Hey could you see yourself doing music forever? Or, hey, what if everything you ever did failed and music was the only thing that succeeded? Like, that would be awesome. And another thing is, music isn't the only thing I'm focused on. Like, there's so many other things I'm focused on. But I love music, and I would love to always do music and to always get better and fucking go to the top. Like, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in it. You know, I'm not in it for fun. I'm in it because I really love this. Okay. I breathe it. You know, it's, it's I, I live it. I wake up and I eat it every morning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know now that's yeah. like um, what the, uh, the the daily grind is, but like... It after, is. After the accident, I mean, had you been... Well, after the accident or before the accident, had you have, have you been actively practicing music? Or when the accident happened, that's when you started to shift the focus toward that? Yeah, it was, uh-huh. Before, you know, I was always, you know, when I was young, when I was, I had this rap. You know, there was one time I did have a rap, and it was, the the title of the rap was my clothing, my clothing line. Mm-hmm. Now, so, and it was always destined to be that, you know, kind of operational label, operational clothing line, just that entity that, you know, what it means, it obviously means something so much more to me, but, um... Yeah, it's just, it's, it's huge, it's huge, this movement is huge, it's more of a movement, um, it's like what I was sent here, it's my destiny, um, the clothing line is called Emony Array, um, and Emony is, it symbolizes me, Yeah. and uh, Emony, you know, you spell that out, is 
E-Money, M-O-N-E, E-M-O-N-Y. And uh, it's just all about the currency, you know, our currency that we bring, the currency that we have. And I saw that at a young age, so I made a rap about it. And uh, ever since then, you know, I put it in into functionality, like I made the actual LLC, and my music is produced under Emily Array. So it's, it's all coming together, and um, before I would say, you know, I, I had a, a passion that was there, but I didn't really believe in myself, I would say. Okay. Cool. Now, yeah, it wasn't until that accident. Because even in college, like, I would hang out with producers. I would, you know, I just kind of gravitated towards artists and stuff. Um, in college, that was what, where I was more on my own. You know, I was very sheltered growing up. So I was never, like, at friends' houses or guys' houses in their studios or whatever in their bedroom or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't until college where I actually had a friend who was, like, a bedroom in his dorm room who was, like, a bedroom producer coming up. You know, and he's coming up now, you know. He's doing good things now, too, and I always keep a good lookout for him. And even his story, like, he was supposed to be studying bio. And I was like, bro, you're in your, you know, dorm room 24-7. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know? You're making music and you're, ma- you're making hits. So it, it changed his whole life. You know, I changed his whole life. He now um, produces for a lot of, like, top people and so. So, I just want to keep doing that, you know, my music and, and everything I do. When did Zyme come into the picture? What was that? I said, when did Zyme come into the picture? Um, It wasn't, yeah, around that time of my accident. Uh, the Balian, um, he, you know, Zyme has always just been there for me and, the, you know, part of the Balians, of course. And, um, yeah, he's, really great everyone should go check out his music <laughs> oh yeah I, I i highly tout zyme any chance that i get he's been on the show a couple of times and everything yeah yeah he has been on the show a couple of times that's awesome i always like would hear you guys too on the phone that's awesome so i'm really blessed to be on the show thank you everyone who's listening i don't know if i'm on air right now <laughs> oh no 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 it's not live <laughs> okay I'm like, thank you for everyone who's listening <laughs> But they will be listening soon enough. <laughs> and then uh, you know this. But yeah, Zyme has always been there. And he definitely, like, he's the one who believes in me. You know, it took a long list of people just to kind of like, okay, but let me do it. Or, okay, but you can do this. Or, okay, you're not for that. Like, you know, people want to tell you what you can do, what you can't do, what you meant to do, whatever. Yeah. And it was really Zyme who was like, you know, you can be in the in the recording room and here you go like let's go ahead and write this song you know together and i'm gonna help propel you you know yeah so that was huge you know i could have went and tried to do it on my own but and i know i can, I can do it on my own now for sure my whole chasing galaxies album i did all 100 on my own and it's just weird when it takes you know somebody to just like you know show you the tools and it's kind of like a teacher, you know, he's just kind of served as a teacher and a really close guide and mentor. And, um, yeah, I just learned like the, the vocabulary, the ins and outs and, um, just saw, you know, a real artist actually function yeah. and go through struggles, 
you know, which is really important. And um, kind of deal with the public eye, you know. So that was, like, huge for me, especially have been in college for the last, you know, six years. And my whole vocabulary was just, like, all just design engineering, so. <laughs> yeah, I- <laughs> Like um for with my job and everything, I'm I'm standing in on a lot of court proceedings and everything, and the judge when he speaks to um, the people in the court or whatever, he got to use all these giant lawyer words or whatever is what we what I call them anyway, and it's uh-huh. like you can see when he's talking to the people using um this law doctrine or whatever that they don't understand. And it's by law because, I mean, all this stuff is recorded in the courtroom, you know, for the case that he just can't go, hey, you're going to take this thing and you're going to go do this thing. He can't break it down on the basic level because he has to speak in this certain manner or whatever. I mean, I can understand it, you know, but not everybody can understand it. He's straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's just weird. Yeah, bro. That's what it's really about. Like to me. That's what rap is about. That's what music is about to me. It's another form of language. It's another way to communicate. And being, like, Mexican, being Latina, being able to express myself in other ways or, like, um, seeing the world in other ways. Like, I just know that there's more out there. I know that what the world or what America, you know, what our media or our schools or, you know, history books, you know, it can go any, everything, you know. Everything's written in English. With books, you know, everything. So I just try and watch what I read and just, you know, I, I feel like things are always programmed kind of towards politics, kind of. So I just like to make my own, you know, um, opinion. I like to encourage others to make their own opinion. Yeah, and I can understand that. Now, I, I, I know, you know, it's not going to um, come overnight and everything. And, you know, I commend you for even trying, you know, because, I mean, I listen to a lot of music. Well, you know, I'm lying. I'm going to take that back. I'm going I'm to probably edit that out of this recording. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of music. <laughs> I listen to some things or whatever, because, I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to listen to any and everything. I was the guy that every Tuesday when new music would drop, I would be in the Sam Goody or the FYE or wherever the hell they sold the music, and I would be buying the new music. I used to be that guy. But, you know, times change, and so has the music. And uh, I kind of got out of it or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm slowly coming back. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of this shit is garbage. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there because I don't like it. And, you know, really discredit those things. Now, there's some shit out there that I'm scratching my head. I'm trying to understand it on all kinds of levels and everything. But the shit just don't make sense. You know, right, right. I, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to give it a chance. I'm not going to sit there and like a, a little yachty or somebody. I, I'm not going to say that person is garbage at rap if I've never listened yeah. to their music. So I had to sit, my, I had to sit there and subject myself to some of that music. Now, I mean, it's it's rudimentary. I mean, you get a banging beat, and I mean, you're going to make people move. But when you put content yeah. to that beat, that's kind of you know that's the artistry there. 
you know, because right, right, right. I didn't heard some shit to where you know everybody talk about mumble rap and it's legit sounded like motherfuckers is mumbling. There's <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, fuck? like that was what you had to do. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? It's interesting because that's to me like it sort of falls into the American dream. Like, are you gonna? fall into that category just to, you know, sell records? Are you going to fall into that category just to do that? You know, and there's, there's opportunities that I already know that are on its way and have been presenting itself like that, Try, you know, oh, you can only do this because you're that, or you should yeah. only do that because you're that. And, you know, people will, will say what they think is best, and I appreciate that always, but for me, it's, it's just as an artist, I never want to be put in a box and you know, yeah. that's that's my whole mission as an artist. Why would I ever put myself in a box? So, unless it's some sort of magic act I'm trying to prove to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's kind of crazy to me, you know, like, there'll be people who tell me, like, oh, you should only rap in Spanish. And it's like, you know, that's cool for my, you know, certain followers and shit, but, like, I'm me, you know, and I represent me, and I want to attract all walks of life, and, um... So, yeah, it's always interesting to know people's take because it's like, you know, you realize that people are always trying to change you or make you be what they want to be, they want you to be. Yeah. That never works out that way. <laughs> and it was, it's, it's, I mean, the sp the Spanish aspect of it, you know, the rapping in Spanish, I mean, if you... The best aspect, yeah. The best that we could hope for should never work out that way. Yeah, I mean... If, if, always... I mean, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't you know go away from it. I mean, only if you feel it though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, people can suggest mm -hmm. all kinds of bullshit. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do it, but if you kind of feeling it in the moment, shit, why not give it a right? Try? Oh yeah, always for sure. I'm trying to find this yeah. trying to find this damn song. I don't know what the hell it is. It's not one of yours. It's one of the songs I heard because you was talking about rapping in Spanish. I heard this song mm -hmm. on uh, one of the seasons of Breaking Bad, and I thought it was the flyest shit ever. It was a female. She was rapping in Spanish, and I understood not a damn thing she was saying, but that shit sounded fly as fuck to me, and I downloaded it on what? iTunes and everything. <laughs> That's what's up. You got to tell me what's going on with. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. But, um... When I listened to some some of the, the stuff or whatever, I, I knew I was eventually going to try to get you on, and um, I went through. I listened to um, some of your stuff today, and um, you talk about Zion and everything, and I can I can hear a little bit of his influence in there. I mean, because I mean, some of the stuff you say and the way you say it, it, it kind of reminds me. Okay, of well, him. you're gonna have to tell me which, which bar and verse because um, I would say you know Zion was there and he had a lot to do with the production of it because it was a collaborative piece but I would love to know what part you're talking about because it, it really isn't about Zyme oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually about a lot of other experiences in my life and uh, you know I may have been going through something at that time that that might have related to it or you know maybe think of something that happened in the past or whatever you know yeah yeah so if you, yeah I would love to like know what's heard and yeah, I I get that to you because now now what I'm saying is it's just like when when you was talking about how he had you know he's helping you or whatever I mean you can kind of 
hear that influence because like I know another guy um his name is uh Sir John Lee he's a rapper out of California and um yeah coming up when he makes his music when he was um listening to music and thinking about getting into music Kanye was one of his mm -hmm. biggest influences like um he heard through the wire and he that how he, he heard about the accident and how he rapped you know through that right. know, that accident and everything and like when right. I listen to some of his music it puts me in that mind state or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying he's trying to be like Kanye, but it sounds like something Kanye would have done or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When I keep my music, you know, I like all types of music, but I love, you know, I love Kanye. I love Tupac. Um, you know, I love Biggie. Like, I just listen to every everybody. And nowadays, you know, you always got to keep your knowledge up on who's new, who's fresh, you know, yeah. or what what's the newest album and stuff. Everybody's talking about Lil Uzi, um yeah, fuck that so nice. <laughs> you know there, there's some parts of it it's i know what you mean when you're like okay i've been listening to something nowadays and it's like kind of hard to listen to but you there's also parts you know that's like really catchy so yeah you know my music you know may have been influenced by zion and stuff but there's just you know certain aspects that i'm still breaking my mold and still becoming me as an artist like chasing galaxies is totally different yeah. from cloud city Mm -hmm. And my next album is going to be totally different than Chasing Galaxies because that was my first on my own. And I was yeah. still, you know, even though I wouldn't say, like, you call it influence. Like, yeah, he influenced me just because he was there. And, you know, that his his style of doing things, you know, was prominent just because yeah. he's an artist and he's there. So if it sounded like that, that's, that's why for sure. Yeah. But it was never because I was trying to be like, yeah, you know, I was always trying to self and. Yeah, that's uh, that's what yeah, I was getting at. I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't saying you was trying to replicate him or whatever. It was just like yeah. you can tell that he had some kind of input or you know some kind of you know something to do with it. You know. Well, he's a good artist. You know, he taught <laughs> oh, yeah, me I how know. to structure. He taught he taught me how to structure everything. So every what I did was I put my poems, my spoken words. Um, you know, just my free, you know, my free verses, my freestyles, I put that into his structure mm -hmm. and I've, you know, I'm since chasing galaxies, I learned to develop my own structure cool. and I, I just keep getting better. You know, every song that it's really every song, I'm, I got it down to every song that I do. You just, you get better, you know, yeah, it's not like you got to do a whole entire album. Like literally I'm getting better at every song. Yeah. And I'm just breaking through that that mold of like finding different structures and because I kind of know that like I kind of know I learned you know a certain structure and I always want to be open to what I'm doing and like I mentioned doing more Latin stuff and working yeah. with other artists and um like not always fitting into that like guideline of of the structure I'm working in because personally like. I started singing a lot more. I started just harmonizing more and just doing more melodic, you know, things, trying to stay away from the so ideally trappy uh, genre, even though I'm from a trappy background and, like, trap is all I fucking love. You know, I love trap. But for me in music, it's just I want it to communicate way... I want it to communicate super spiritually, you know? Yeah. So... It's just a little different, and um, yeah, sometimes you got to learn a certain way and keep flipping it. <laughs> keep flipping that. Yeah, I totally understand. 
Um, I found that song. I, I just texted it to you, so whenever you get a minute, you can put your eyeballs on it. Uh-huh. Okay. Curious what album. Oh, this is the Latina you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Thanks for sending it. Yeah, I so like it's called 1977. Yeah, I like that shit a lot. And I don't understand what it's saying, but it is just like... <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what it's about then. Because, yeah, like, I mean, Did you remember any of the words? I just um, it's more like I remember the beat and how, the melody and her cadence and everything. It's just like, because I, I, I've listened to it a few times, but I haven't listened to it enough to where I can recite the words. Yeah. Because, like, um, as far as Spanish goes, because I mean, I'm I'm in Texas, so I mean, it's a if, if <laughs> you got to know it. So I'm trying to piece it together a little bit. At a time, because like where I'm working at, you know, with these courts and everything is um a lot of Spanish. What's the word that she says? Is I know, there a word she says a lot? I know um, somewhere in there she say Blanco. I know that's white. And, um, Blanco. <laughs> she says Blanco. Yeah, 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 I know, because I mean, it's like I'm hearing it, but I'm not really hearing it because I don't know the, you know, the yeah. language, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'll listen to it. But um, that's how it was when I was at work today. It's like I'm in, sitting in these courtrooms and, you know, they have a translator in there, to, um, you know, from English to Spanish. And, like, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to pick and piece words out of everything. Like, you know, they say a couple numbers. And I was like, all right, I know what those numbers are. Or they say a color or something. All right, I know what that color is. And, you know, I'm, I'm taking, like, all the little baby words that I know out of the whole conversation and shit. But like, yeah, yeah. What I understand, what I see and understand about the language is like, um, today, the place was packed and the line was like, because the place is upstairs, and you know, if it get too full upstairs, people got to wait downstairs in the lobby, and the line is outside. It's some shit. So I'm looking at my coworker who speaks fluent uh, Spanish. And he's talking to somebody else that speaks fluent Spanish. And I'm just sitting there watching their interaction. And when they conversate and everything, he bring him a paper and he asks him um, a question. And I could see through his body language and his gestures kind of what he's saying. Because he would point to the elevator and he would point upstairs. Then he would point down out to the parking lot. So me just looking at what they're talking in the body language and the gestures, um, the guy asked him, where is this place? And he was telling them that it was upstairs, but it's too full right now. And, yeah. you know, you got to wait down here. You know, sometimes, you know, the line to the freaking parking lot. So after they was finished, you know, that's really true, though. But it's all about body language. Like, if you realize there's certain people who won't even give you body language, you know, yeah. like and then there's certain people who are all about body language. Like me, I'm all about body language. <laughs> like, I like I'm pointing like, I, you know, I'm always moving my hands like yeah. That's that's how I I'm expressing it, you know. So, because I mean, even after the conversation, was, yeah, because after the conversation was over, I asked him. I was like, "Did he? Were you telling him about how it was upstairs and the line and everything?" He's like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what we was talking about." And I was like, "Oh, I got it," <laughs> but I still yeah, don't know what the fuck you were saying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you just smart. You connected the dots. Exactly. Yeah, because like um. I, you know, I'm standing there, and sometimes they would come up to me, and then you know, I think they speak English too. So, I mean, he would start speaking Spanish, and I'm like, 
Oh, shit. Yeah. People read everything. Like me, I read, like, body language. I read facial language. I read, like, hand movements. You know, I read which, which way your feet are pointing. Like, <laughs> I'm all about, like, you know, everything. Like, yeah, it's just super important. Like, if you're, to me, like, you can't be super head-on with somebody. You can't be in someone's you know, space, you got to yeah. give them a little bit of distance. There's like an arm's length. If you don't know somebody, give them an arm's length, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a little thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm slowly piecing it together. Cause like, um, it was another time I w- it was me and, um, one of the guys that was waiting for the judge. We was the only two guys in the courtroom and in the courtroom, you can't have your telephone and everything. Well, I mean, you can have it, but you can't be filming and, you know, making all kind of noise and shit like that. So mm-hmm. in Spanish, he was asking me, could he make a call in here? But, you know, I didn't understand what he was saying, but, you know, he made the gesture. He put his uh, pinky and thumb up to his head like a telephone. And then I was like, oh, no, yeah. you can't do that. You got to go outside. And, you know, he understood what I said. And he went outside yeah, and made his yeah, phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a second, but you got it. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Because, I mean, uh, initially, I mean, cool. it, it comes as a shock because you're thinking, since he's going to interact with me, I mean, I'm thinking he's going to speak English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how it was with me in Tokyo. Like, I'm just trying to think about other instances that, you know, it's very rare because in Cali, you know, there's just a lot of people who speak Mex- like Spanish. Not Mex- there's a lot of people who speak Spanish. I was going to say there's a lot of Mexicans. Um, but there's obviously, like, every other, you know, type of other background. So... You know, but when I was in Tokyo, I ran into a lot of, you know, Japanese-speaking people, and so it was really awesome. Like, I, I encourage people to always go and be around other cultures they're not familiar with, you know? Not only, like, it's great that I went to Mexico a lot growing up, but I'm Mexican, you know? Yeah. So it's a different thing when I go to Japan, and I have a totally, you know, different view of their people, and I respect them, and I want to communicate with them, you know? It's a totally different thing. Versus people who are like, oh, I'll never go there. Like, I'm cool with Mexico. Like, okay, fine, you fucking snob. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, it's not so much trying to understand the language, I guess. It's uh, understanding the people and what they're trying to do. Because, like, um, I'm, yeah. I'm really big into professional wrestling and everything. So, like, guys from America will go to Japan and wrestle and not know the language. But they can still go in the ring and put on this big performance and not even know the freaking language to communicate to the other guy what right. they're trying to do. So, I mean, I always thought that was yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's the art of war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. That's but cool. I mean, that's cool. But, I mean, you got um, Chasing Galaxies was the first EP or, you know, album that you put out. And uh, what's the next one coming up? The next one, I haven't released the title. Um, I have been giving some hints about what the title is going to be. and um, But I was going to call it Chasing Galaxies 2. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, I haven't released it yet. So it's still in the woods. Okay. I did say it on my Twitter, though, for, for everyone who's on my Twitter. Yeah. I, I, yes, I, I follow. Now, question question I wanted to ask you. Now, you being a female in the music industry and everything, I mean, I know you haven't had buku exposure so far to the industry. I know you're just starting out and everything and trying to find your way and do stuff. But do, 
I mean, I'm not going to say so much with Zion or whatever because he's a cool dude, but like other people. Besi- I mean, to what what kind of um, you know, what kind of exposure are you talking about? Well, just like your experience so far, just making music and trying to make your way in this industry so far. Like what? Like since you being a female, do you feel like there's um some kind of p- shortfalls that you have to go through because you're a girl? You know, because I mean, hey, so I guys do everything. Like, is, are there some kind of... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, well, go ahead. Yeah, are they, since you being a female trying to do this thing that guys been doing for however long or whatever our guys are freaking in the limelight for, you being a female trying to do that same thing, do you feel like, you know, you're treated differently? Or are you running into some snags that you wouldn't necessarily be running into because you're a female? Um, I mean, yeah, I think always as a woman... Um, no matter what in this world, I think women in a male dominated industry will experience problems. Um, but I don't think it's something that will limit me because I am a female artist and as a female artist, that's, that's what I represent, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I try not to, you know, I just don't let it limit me. I think as a woman, you know, I'm human. I can think as fast you know, as a man can. You know, if not faster, like we're all made differently, and um, you know, we're all, we're all differently. And as a woman, I feel there's certain things I can say that a man can't. Yeah. And uh, that sh- that I should say, you know, that a man can't, or you know, so or even should say that a man can't because I'm a woman, you know. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely challenging, but I, I, I never let it get to me too much. I just always remember, um, you know, why I'm here, and that's, you know, that's, that kind of just guides me. It's not really, like, I, I don't have this man-hater complex or anything, or, like, I get down with everybody. Yeah. So. Now, <laughs> let's... I kind of put that out there I want to get your insight on this because you are a female artist and you're doing your thing or whatever Um, I spoke on this um, a couple months back and um, I think the the topic of discussion was Nicki Minaj and you know how um, you know she puts herself out there you know the, um, the clothing you know I mean, you you know who Nicki Minaj is. You know how she is on yeah, TV yeah. And videos and shit like that. So mm-hmm. we was wondering if that was a part of, you know, the females in the industry. Is that a, a thing that they no, have to do? Or... Go ahead. I think that it's the easy route for sure. I think it's what everybody wants. I think that that's what sells. And it's like, it's just most um, attractive. Like, you know, people, like how we talked about body language, you know, people don't, you know, people are scrolling on their feeds and they may have like 0.5 seconds where they may pass you by or see you in their feed or on the street or whatever. And it's, it's the innate ability of that person and what catches their eye that even looks at you, you know? So it may even be because they're, they're wired to like yellow or wired to like, you know, whatever. So to me, it's like you just got as a woman, as an artist, knowing what this industry likes, you just got to, you know, do tastefully what you can do because, 
you know, there is there is pressure from all angles, but I think that's what makes every female artist beautiful because we all grow and form differently. Um, you know, I was I used to be a dancer growing up, so I love tight clothes. That's why I like tight clothes. You know, I don't I can't think of any other reason. And I play volleyball. Yeah. I can't think of any other reason why I like tight. I also like baggy clothes. No, don't get me wrong. So my clothing line is going to be a little bit of a mixture of both. And, you know, I wear a lot of different styles. I have different, you know, different age groups and stuff that I, I like to express myself. But yeah. I don't think I'll ever fall. Like, I don't think I'll ever let my brand as being a Versace, like I say, be, be in a box or be ever labeled as something like, you know, I don't want to be one thing. Yeah. I'm not one thing. Yeah, because, like, um, with that conversation, um, the what really brought it on is like you know they doing that because they feel you know is empowering women or whatever to freaking. I mean, a lot of men. See, this is where people get it wrong in the industry. Men at the end of the fucking line, at the end of the like you know at the end of the the plank, you know before you go out on stage, before you go in the studio, mm-hmm. before you even hit the light, it's a man that's even opening the door. It's a man that's telling you and encouraging you you mm-hmm. can do it so you fellas out there you better be encouraging to always represent that that natural woman you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying that you just got to you can't you can't like there's women yeah there's women out there that like this like that but it's never up to you to ever label a woman or you know like we're being stuck like fucking jargon and media down our throats <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's all only our responsibility to give each other like a moment to express ourselves and mm-hmm. you know if a woman has a, an issue or whatever maybe she, like i i feel like there's a lot of women that just get put in that category because a man will say hey go put something on that's tight or wear this you know yeah. this will get you your views or do this because mm-hmm. that's what you're not doing you know there's a lot of women that because of like you know whatever they're going through you know i've dealt with insecurities and Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things, and those are the leading causes, you know, to let anybody into your life, and it's it's never right, you know, it's always best to be independent, being able to be control of your own brand, your image, uh, that's just what I want to do, so that's how I've grown. Okay. Um, you see, so. I like that, that's kind of why I'm bringing this stuff up, because, I mean, that's the point of view that I want to hear from a woman's side or whatever i mean i only know what i know from what i see and then by all by no means am i in, involved yeah. or inclined to the music industry yeah, the, i just know what the i like it doesn't change you know like it just it takes like that's just what i'm seeing like i'm up in it and i know what it's about but i can you know i can be a i can be b or i can be c and i choose to be c mm-hmm you know, and a lot of people just want to be A or B or tell you you got to be A or B or tell you if you're anything else, it's wrong, you know, and, you know, just be whatever you want to be. Yeah. And then, like, I and if some, you know, nobody, I, I live by God, I live by the by the Bible, I live by the higher, the highest power, like, my aunt's telling me I'm a liar. <laughs> because, you know, they, they don't, they don't want me in the music industry, you know, so I'm, I'm a liar. I'm yeah. a liar. I ain't doing everything I want to do or meant to do. I'm lying. <laughs> no, but to me, that's that's what I'm doing. You know, to bring to light my mission. It's only natural, given my blessings, to do what it do. You know, yeah. fucking talk. You know, talk to talk, walk to walk. 
Like, I live and breathe it. Uh, it's me. You know, music moves me, and I know music moves people. And I think, yeah. you know, I don't live up in the world. I think music can still heal people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just seeing, like, what happened to the Ariana Grande concert. Like, yeah. that shit blows my mind to even know that something like that went down. And just to hear all of a sudden, you know hear all the conspiracy theories but before the conspiracy theories you know there was a lot of there was a lot of heartache and like everybody felt that but nobody questions why it happened nobody questions you know should there have been more security or why were they rehearsing uh you know bombing like why were they rehearsing you know there's just like things like that and it makes you know i've been reading a lot of tweets since then and it makes a lot of artists like somebody said it makes our artists um feel responsible you know and it's like at what point is somebody you know we're all trying to help each other and succeed and you know i'm on my own mission you're on your own mission and you know at what point is enough enough like you know i'm trying to do what i'm trying to do but who knows like there can be somebody who don't like what i'm saying you know and yeah i i just i just encourage people to like do what they love and get help and you know see the greater good like always you know that's what that's what my music represents and if you listen to it it's always about seeing the greater good and as a woman you know yeah you're gonna think differently you know when you listen to my music but when you vibe out and you jam out you know you can fucking have a car full of girls and be feeling good you know that's what i want i want it to empower women and women to be able to be like oh i don't need my man you know or or i need to treat my man better or i need to be a better woman or, you know, whatever it is, but it's all about independence and, yeah. yeah, hopefully people can look up to the highest power and be able to find some sort of, like, uh, compatibility, you know, when when they're alone. Yeah. Music is what really helps me, too, in that. And then um, a, a lot of the stuff that, you know, that I brought up or whatever, I mean, you can look at it from that negative light or whatever or it just being the money grab because that's the thing that sells or whatever but you know this is just my opinion I mean I'm not speaking for anybody but myself like when I look at Nicki Minaj and uh, Beyonce mm-hmm. uh, those are, those were my two examples when we had this conversation um, look at their progression I mean they just didn't mm-hmm. pop up and was like this all the time right. you know <laughs> Because uh, yeah, because Beyonce was in a group, Destiny's Child, and whenever you see mm-hmm. her in that group, Destiny's Child, you know, look at her attire, look at her way of dress, and look at the content that she was making. You know, right. it was it was her voice, but I mean, I I kind of feel like you know it was um other influences there in the, it, initially right. in the beginning. Or whatever. That's kind of like how. I mean, so, unfortunately, some artists never push the standard. You know, some artists are great artists. You know, they meet everybody's standards and they're award-winning. You know, platinum, everything. Like, but you know, I'm just trying. I'm not trying to sell rep- records. I'm not trying to go platinum. Yeah. But what I'm trying to do is raise the bar as a human race. Like, I want to push the standard as an artist, as what my obligation is to create. You know, and yeah. I think I'm meant to evoke emotion. I'm meant to change people. Like, um, so yeah. And for God, on God's side, you know, I want to restore that into people. And I, you know, see it's missing or it's gone or it's empty. And it's, 
you know, it's scary how it's not even happening quickly anymore. It's almost like it stopped. And I've seen it happen, you know, from when I was born to now. And that's what the beauty of my life is because, you know, I'm at the right time or the wrong place, you know, at the right time or, you know, things just, and in everyone's life, we're all on this like small, small incremental clock, you know, we move right, we move left. And uh, so to me, like, you just gotta keep going right, you know, and, you know, things will always happen for you, you know. Um, I got you. I don't ever want to sell out, you know, I, I just, that's, hope, hopefully people can never see that side of me, you know, I don't want, ever want people to see that side of me, I want people to always know where I came from, always know what influenced me, always know what I stand about, and that's what, that's why my brand exists, that's why m and exists, it's about currency, and it's about restoring currency, and it's, it's about ancient religions, ancient, you know, spiritual health, and I use a lot of Egyptian symbols, and it's pretty big, and, like, I'm really excited about it, um, and I think that's when people really understand what I represent and what my purpose is. I think my whole entire life, you know, it's just been talk, like, this is who I am, this is what I'm meant to do, this is what I like to do, this is what I love, and, you know, so far, all I have to show is my degree, which I didn't even get, you know, and my my album so i'm blessed to push myself as a person you know with my with with or without your degree whatever you want to call it to me i i say i have my degree because i was three classes away so you know with or without your degree i'm just blessed that i pushed myself more to make another contribution and to me those are my album and um yeah it's, it's just amazing now you're speaking about that degree and everything i know that was um your chosen path before the accident and everything and things kind of flipped around or whatever but do you feel a desire to even go back and finish hell yeah so what's funny is that you asked that so for emily array you know aside from you know working for tesla or working for all these like industrial companies these products that I made, they were so me, and they speak volumes to Venus Versace, you know, they're all about space, and they're all about being, you know, designer, and still being efficient, and uh, so I have, you know, certain products that I have designed for my brand, you know, when I have a storefront, those are going to be my lighting, okay. my, you know, I have like a, a whole interior design, uh, kind of product scope set up and it also helps me with my brand you know so I have this clothing line and because I created the brand the logo um, all the symbolism through these softwares you know I learned how to create it and I also know how to manufacture it so obviously personally it's not my like end all be all right now to make shoes Yeah. so I know how to manufacturally like get other stuff done efficiently like I want the line to drop. So I'm going through, you know, just sizes and like materials and stuff. And so it's a, a long list, but as an engineer, I know I can make my necklaces. You know, I know how a process like that can happen overnight with my design, you know, the click of a button. Yeah. So things like that, that I know it just, it almost like saves me time and it makes me think like, 
at a greater scope, you know, in business, internationally, um, so I can reach my fans. That's my, that's my goal. Um, you know, I'm, my fans are going to be the first ones to get all the goods because <laughs> they're going to know what's up. Yeah. Now, um, back to the music. Um, you got a couple of videos under your belt. You got like um, High Tide, um, No Parachutes, which I, I really mm-hmm. dig that song off the um, Palm Trees and Lemonade album. Um, and what was it? Uh, Freak 2. What was that like? Uh, Freak 2? Yeah, yeah. Like all three of those videos, I mean, they're all different in their own right or whatever. Which one you had the most fun doing? Um, I would say Freak 2 and High Tide. No parachutes. That was in the, the studio. So it was like, you know, spot on. We're recording this song. All the artists are here. Yeah. That was super fun in the sense that it was the first time we had everyone get together for something. And we're recording it. And it was just some dope, you know. But the other two were just more special. Like more sentimental. High Tide. You know, I took Zion to meet my family in Mexico. So he got to see the pyramids. My family's from the pyramids, like right where the pyramids are, um, right next to the Huatican and um, the Purépecha pyramids. Mm-hmm. So that's in Sunstein. They're in um, a, pl- a place called Michoacán, Zacapo, Michoacán. So, um, yeah, I took him there. And while we were there, we were like, yo, like, let's just shoot this film. Like, well, let's just shoot this video. You know, we had our album. It was already, I think it was about to drop. I um, can't remember, but we were just, you know, we already knew the scope we were dealing with things. You know, the struggle wasn't over. We're, we're going to have to hire people to do shit. Let's just do it ourselves, you know? So we shot the video there at the pyramid. He held it. I held it. I had my, do- my dad hold it. And it was dope. I edited it. Um, and then I released it. So that was, like, really fun in a sense that I got to learn that I can make my own videos. But I loved Freak 2 because I wasn't doing all that. I wasn't holding the camera. I wasn't editing it. You know, all I got, all I had to do was send off my logos, send off the graphics I wanted, um, you know, to air in the beginning for the titles and stuff and for my, my uh, label and clothing brand and stuff. So that was fun because I got to really make it a production and how I wanted it to be, and you know, my first official music video. Now, uh, with the um, Freak Two or whatever, um, how much of uh, influence did you have on that, or did you, they just give you like, uh, you know, basically like cliff notes, like, like, hey, this is what we want to do, this is how we want to shoot it, and you just kind of ran with it? Oh, I did it. I directed it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that was my. I put it all together. You know, I write all my music. Uh, I come up with my my themes. You know, I like to just write. It's not even a theme. It's usually a beat that, that steers my theme. But most of the times I'm looking for a certain beat. Mm-hmm. So it always go back to that theme, you know, or feeling. Um, but certain things just capture something. And for Freak 2, it was that woman that's placed in a box. So, you know, I directed it. I got to see, you know, I stepped in. I got to see the recording space. And it was definitely what I wanted. It was an all-white recording box, like, with blue lights. And it was just dope. It looked like a space room. There was no right angle. You know, there's no corners on any of the walls. It was just a huge sphere, like, a, you know, circle. Yeah. 
so I could like lay up in there, be on the ground, and I just wanted to feel like I was in my own world and people to see what what I'm like, but also like feel what I have to deal with, or you know, because it's not like all pretty in there, even though it, it may seem you know to the eye. That's what I wanted. I wanted it you know to seem kind of sexy or provocative, but to me, that's that's just me to me. You know, what I can't be in a bathing suit and a hat, like you know. Yeah, it's a lacy bathing suit to me, like in that scene. But um, yeah, there's certain people who will be like, "Oh, that's too much" or whatever. But um, I tried, you know, I toned it down. There's certain scenes I was like, "Okay, take out that scene." You know, as an artist, the production's never over. Yeah. I'm not. It's not like okay, you know, videographer. Yeah, that's dope. You know, there was a lot of ed- being part of a a sports team going traveling every weekend i almost like it made me never want to like be at home (laughs) (laughs) so like now you know you know after call you know even in college i had to always be doing something or you know whatever doing something and now it's like the same thing grind 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 won't stop well yeah i mean enjoy it while you can i mean i i got kids and a wife and everything so i mean the trips can be fun and you know just to get a little bit away every now and then but still i mean i want to go home and beat up all my kids <laughs> hey that's what we live for right both of those things both 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 yeah but i mean i got i got a lot of info from you i, I i'm digging i'm picking up what you're putting down as i like to say but um we're gonna go ahead and start uh winding it down and everything the question that i like yeah, to yeah. um ask people that um you know just getting in uh to whatever they chose to do like as far as music goes or whatever it is that they do um where do you want to be or where do you feel you will be two years from now wow i'll be not in this galaxy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you'd be chasing another galaxy. I understand. That's <laughs> right, right. No, it's not even. That's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. I'm not. I'm not really chasing galaxies. It's not um kind of the figure of speech I want people to be a vote. It's more of you know when they listen to my album and they see the type of person I am. Uh, what what it's meant. You know what. It's kind of weird because Drake dropped more life and I dropped Chase of Galaxies, you know, a month before Drake did. So it's, it's kind of weird because when he dropped more life, I was like, bruh is trying to say what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so funny to me. Um, but then I listened to his album and it was completely different. So I was yeah. like, okay, cool. He's not, Venus. He's not trying to be Venus Versace. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a perspective, bro. You know, it's more life for sure. But like what we were saying, you know, we got these uh, other sources or other people that are running, you know, us or people. And uh, sometimes what more life to one person may mean is completely opposite to what more life to another person may mean. Mm-hmm. So to me, Chasing Galaxies is about removing, you know, everything that that just isn't important. Removing all that. So, yeah, it's, it's a blurry line. And that's like everybody's. I feel like obstacle in life and, you know, I just hope people can appreciate that about chasing galaxies and feel good because if they can feel good, then I've succeeded. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Now, I mean, you've talked about many things that you got your hands into or whatever. Go ahead, and this is uh, your shout-out thing. You can tell us where we can find you on Twitter, YouTube, and all those other cool places. Yeah, you guys, it's been real. You can find me, uh, Venus Versace, on all social media platforms. That's two S's with the Versace. Venus like the planet. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Go follow me on Spotify and go tune in on YouTube. I got my official music video out. Just type in Venus Versace. And I'm also on Apple Music. Shazam. So stay tuned, stay up to date with your girl, because I'm going to be dropping shit left and right. <laughs> All right. And as I say to everybody that has been on this show, I appreciate you for your time, and I appreciate you putting out something into the world for others to enjoy. I mean, you don't have to do that, but I appreciate you for doing it. And, Thanks, Rob. And the door is open. Anytime you want to come back for whatever reason, you're welcome to do so. Thanks, Rob, so much. This stuff comes from my heart, music, everything I'm doing. It's all love, so I really appreciate you just recognizing that. I just feel like you recognize my heart. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> thank all you so right. much. No problem. I appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that was this week's episode, folks. Uh, shout out to Princess B. Rob, my oldest of the three crumb snatches that I got. And um, yes, Wonder Woman was a very delightful movie. It hit me in the heartstrings in some parts because um, some of the stuff with the military and everything hit me in the, the simplified strings, made me tear up a little bit, but I choked it down and threw it to the back of my brain. And I, I gave those tears attention and fall out. Not of my face, but out of my goddamn eye sockets and shit. I ain't, I ain't crying in no goddamn movie theater, goddamn it. <laughs> and also, I want to apologize for the audio quality. This was uh, one of three interviews that I did while I was on the road using hotel Wi-Fi and trying to finagle things from a telephone call and all kind of other crazy shit. So it was what it was. I hope you got some kind of enjoyment from it. And I hope you got to know uh, Venus Versace a little bit better and everything. She is doing um, more than what I can do right now as far as musically and everything. And, you know, you got to give her time to improve, give her some time to grow because she is just starting her music career and everything. And, you know, everybody just don't come out of the gate swinging, doing platinum hits and everything, regardless of what you see in new artists today. It seems like they just come out of the woodwork and they got to hit single or platinum selling album, but that's not the case. They doing music behind the scenes and all kind of other stuff before you discovered who they are. And here we are on the ground floor with a new artist by the name of Venus Versace. So she got another album coming out here pretty soon. So um, keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out for her and everything. And um, that'll be in the bonus content this week. Um, one of the singles that we spoke about and the name of it is freak two whatever so i'm gonna put that in the bonus content at the end of the episode and also there's a video for that so check it out it's pretty cool get to see venus with eyeballs and stuff so in any case go ahead and tie a bow on this thing and uh ride on off into the sunset also next week i'm starting my um, four-part miniseries with um fellas 
from the Just In Time podcast. It's um, three hosts of the Just In Time teabaggers. <laughs> um, I can't remember all their fucking names because every time I listen to the episode, they got that damn another alias and I can't freaking remember all of them. Uh, DJ, Rookie, and Corn. There you go. That's think what I can pinpoint them on. I got all three of the hosts individually for their own solo interviews and everything. And we all talk about different aspects of me and DJ. We talk about a lot of weed and stuff like that. Um, me and, um, rookie, we talk about a lot of movies and things. And, uh, me and corn talk about crossing the border. I ain't talking about running the Taco Bell and then like that, <laughs> but you cross the border and that'll be something that you hear in the up and coming weeks of the podcast and everything. So, Big shout out to those three gentlemen for giving me their time. And we're going to tie off the miniseries in a bow with a, the conclusion where all four of us will be together recording and podcasting and everything together. You know, just a retrospective on all three of the individual interviews that we've done. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I'm trying to get um, Ray, Danielle and Chris from the Naked Porch podcast. I want to do the same thing with them. I want to get them individually and then do. Uh, reunion <laughs> on the other end, you know, tied off another four part miniseries. And if, um, any other podcast hosts that may be listening, if you're interested in doing something like that, I would love to have you on the show individually or collectively. So hit me up. And the way you could do that is on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling or any other general shenanigans, that's the place that you do it. Also, the show has a Twitter. You can find it at, wait for it, R, 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 underscore, podcast. That's three R's, underscore, podcast. And um, anything that you want to know related to the show, retweets of, of some other fantastic podcasts, um, you find them there on that Twitter account. I also, also have a website called Random Robcast dot com to where you can find many different ways to contribute to the show and help it grow and expand and things of that nature just like brandon mcintyre and glenn abbott who contribute to the show um via patron on uh, podbean or whatever i got three exclusive tiers for people who like to contribute to the show um one dollar three dollars and five dollars all those get you instant access to the random no, nope, that's yeah, to me, to the random that is the motherfuckers of RRRPC, which is an exclusive Instagram account. That if you know we get more people, <laughs> um, I open that up to you to where I can do giveaways and exclusive videos just for you and your eyes only and ears only. And, um, you got chances to win digital downloads, video game codes, and all that sort of stuff. Also, you get handmade items and trinkets by me i make uh paracord bracelets and everything and i make you a custom-made paracord bracelet and mail it to your door with some stickers and other items just for you for giving to me to give back to you <laughs> also you can follow me on instagram just look up the random rounds with rob podcast or you can use the hashtag walmart log and um you get to see me walk around walmart uh vlogging as the young people say um, also, I host another show. Well, I don't host it. I co-host it. I am a part of the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. And um, myself, Matt McCool, 
and the notorious Jassy. We all speak about professional wrestling and we answer all your fan questions. So it doesn't matter if it's a question about professional wrestling or a question about life, our favorite cereals or breakfast food or whatever. You send those questions in and we'll answer them on the show. And the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast is in affiliation with the Hush Your Face Network, a collective of podcasts that come together to create a trust circle so we can do trust falls <laughs> and support each other via retweets and crossovers and voicemails and all that stuff, man. We're just a cool collective of podcasts that come together to form to what that is now, the Hush Your Face Entertainment Network, which you can find at hushyourface.com. And as I said before, we're going to lead off, not lead off, we're going to end off with um a featured track in the bonus content section preserved this week for Venus Versace with her single Freak 2. Not like two of them, but like also two anyway, or to Freak 2, like this beat, you can freak to it. You see what I'm saying? It's also entendre meanings or whatever. I don't even know if I use entendre correctly but anyway here it is it's in the bonus content thank you very much for listening and i'll see you next time bonus content Six bounce, six cents always seems impossible until I'm making penance harbor float. Two road meters one, nobody can say nothing. I'ma stay one, so be pour this chaos into my seat. Break this ice, flow with me. You at a time, not chasing this paper, chase you. Chasing galaxies, never let the ego bleed through. Let the sun shine blue. They never knew. Everybody looking, but they can't see you. Blood type, they need you. Touch the screen, can't touch you. Everybody look. Hush your face, is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh, funky pods with a fresh, funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com.